Hey, Chewandas listeners. Uh, just wanted to let you know that we have changed the location for the podcast. If you're hearing this, probably your podcast player is picking it up just fine and everything went smoothly. But just in case it's been a few weeks and you're thinking, wait, I haven't heard from them. We're still going strong. It's just that perhaps we'll need to redirect your podcast app. You can always find it on my website, odysseymgmt.com. That's O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y-M-G-M-T.com. And if you go to the podcast menu item, you'll be able to find that along with my other podcasts, Nobody Told Me That. It'll be hosted now on my Odyssey management site. And hopefully this wasn't an interruption for you. And you're thinking, what are they talking about? Because it's still being picked up by my podcast. That's great. And that means that I must have done something right. But just in case, just remember that you can check the link in the show notes if you, for some reason, are missing us. And we hope that you do at some point, right? On to the show. Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we are back with another edition of Chew on This. Kevala, what's up? You know, you got me dancing now. You got me dancing. There's a little, uh, probably a TikTok or something that could come out of that. But anyway, it is good to, to be with you once again, Miss Duncan. Absolutely. We have been all over the place. We've been to Chicago. We've been to yes. uh, Oklahoma. Uh, yes. We have been just all over the place with these different meetings, which is kind of cool. But Kevin, I'm going to keep going with this travel trend because yes. I'm going to go all over the country. So instead of just going from city to city, we're just going to take one big blob of Aspen Dental. Ooh, I'm just going to ride along with you. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, we're going to just slap it on the table. We're going to talk about Aspen Dental. And because it's a nationwide chain, they're actually sure. now called uh, the Aspen Group. They have rebranded. And to be honest with you, I have some friends that work for Aspen um, in the provider relations and in the insurance part. And I actually think they do a pretty good job. So I, I kind of feel like they are really... Like they're really hating life right now. Do you, have you heard the news about Aspen Dental? You know, I've heard a little bit about it, but I know you have the scoop. So I want to hear all about it. Yeah. So let's get straight to the scoop here. So there was a huge cybersecurity incident um, that happened with the Aspen Group. From what I understand, uh, there was a huge issue, meaning that it shut down operations. Like people couldn't take x-rays. They couldn't schedule. They couldn't see uh. patients at all. Um, and it was all due to basically somebody clicking a link, they suspect. Oh, wow. From what I understand, it stopped operations in a lot of the offices, but it actually shut down um, some locations. So let me see here. They've got six locations in Pennsylvania, but look, you know how much they have? And I'm going from this because it's a Pennsylvania news article that I brought uh -huh. up. They have more than a thousand offices across the country. Did you know wow. that? So not, they were actually. all all knocked offline, some, some permanently no access at all. Um, but basically, it temporarily, this is the release from, from Aspen, it temporarily impacted our ability to access scheduling systems, phone systems, and other business applications. We are still working to resolve all the issues related to the incident, but we are open and seeing patients largely as normal. So this happened in late April, and in May, early first week of May, is when the uh, news release happened. And that's when they basically said, okay, we, we kind of have to talk about this, we got to let it be known. 
But what I was really interested in was the comments from compliance companies that wanted to, of course, chime in and say, you know, this is how you protect yourself. So I thought, let's talk about why we need to not click on links in the yeah. office, right? That's so, a good, let's, let's talk about that. So if you, um, Kevin, I know that you have uh, some Nigerian relatives. Uh, I do. You do. I do. You, and, and, and so if you get any messages from your Nigerian family, you should not click the link. Just even though you're related, do you want to explain to everybody how you're related to Nigeria? Well, you know, Ancestry says that there is something there in my, my background from Nigeria, you know. So and, and I have clicked on several links because princes have reached out to me for help. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say anything and I don't want to brag, but but I... I have several diamond mines that are coming to me at some point soon. So if we stop doing this podcast, you'll understand why. But anyway, yes, absolutely. I mean, this is why we're still friends. I'm I'm waiting for the diamond mine because I also oh, I got see how it is. I also got emails from Nigerian princes that said, yeah. you know, uh, my myself and my relatives are looking to give you money, and I just assumed when it said my relatives that it was you, Kevin. So I'm I, I'm hanging I, on, waiting for the big well, payout. You know, I, I've seen Coming to America, and I've seen Black Panther. So, I mean, something's going to happen with all this this wealth that's over there. There's no I doubt. I want my slice of Wakanda. Darling. Exactly. That's Forever. It, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, so let's go back into the the states. Uh, let's leave the lovely, lovely country of Nigeria. <laughs> but so back to cybersecurity. Um, it is really important that you guys, that our listeners, have meetings with your team and discuss. Hey, look. Just because something sends you, somebody sends you something in the email, please don't click on it. And everything that I read from these compliance companies is it was probably very avoidable. Uh-huh. And, you know, one thing that I know many large corporations do is they actually have a service that sends phishing emails to your staff to see if they're going to click. And so you have a fishability rate. I don't know if we do that in dentistry. I don't know if the IT companies sure. do that. I don't know if I've ever heard of that, but perhaps that's something to look into because uh, my managers and my doctors here, you all may know to not click on a link because you've heard of this, or perhaps you've heard from a long lost Nigerian relative, but yes. you would know not to click on it. But what about the new person coming in that you've never had this conversation with? And, you know, you and I have both, I'm sure, received emails from friends. You know, it says that it is Jack or whoever his name is, you know, and, oh, I've sent you something through Dropbox. Click to see it. And how? You know, and and I will tell you every time I click on the person's name, not the link, but the person's name, and of course it's not Jack, it's somebody else. Right. You know, it's some right. real long one. So right. yeah, there's all sorts of ways that if you're not thinking, and that's where I worry about my parents and and people of a certain age that just oh, Jimmy sent me something, I better click on it. You know, yeah. that's that it worries me to death for sure. Now you are, I believe that you are a fan of the show Ghosts. I am. Okay, so the I do. Uh, which I I really love the British version, y'all. If you haven't seen the British version, it's hilarious. But the American version just is funny. Yes. The most recent episode. I don't know if you've seen the oh, most I haven't recent. Seen it yet, so. Okay, so the most recent or the one before that is where uh, Trevor and then they they are able to click into Samantha's email and they see a link about you know it's from a prince says if you transfer this money we're in we're in need and transfer the money and they actually they went through the process of you know takes trevor forever to hit the button because he's a ghost and he they transferred the money and uh then they find out of course that it's a scam um so if if a ghost if it can happen to a ghost it can oh, happen absolutely. to anybody <laughs> well and, and i will tell you a true story out of my family and i'm not gonna give too many names here but 
I can tell you, somebody in my family has has gotten the phone call that I'm in jail, I need help, uh-huh. and they have sent thousands of dollars to an anonymous source to get the person out of jail. Well, so they, I mean, they uh, fell for it. Honestly, you know? that's a, that was a very, very, that was actually probably one of the most creative scams I've ever heard yeah. of, because who thinks yeah. of that? And of course, you don't question if somebody's in jail, like you immediately are like, oh man, I got to go down there, right? Right. So they didn't ask, well, what did he do this time? They just sent the money? You know, the problem is that they said he was in a jail in California, and this relative doesn't travel outside of the beautiful state of Oklahoma, uh, So, no. but just didn't think about it. And for that, it was thousands of dollars that was gone. Was so, it you that was in jail? I don't want to talk about that right now. Okay. Anyway. Well, I just, you know. <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't me. Because wasn't honestly, me. like, if it was somebody saying Kevin was in jail, I would be like, for what? Uh, yeah. Like, well, like you but, gotta, but you I've pause, right? But I've had to tell my parents. I've said, you know, if I'm ever in jail, I will have one phone call, and I will tell Dana, who will likely tell you, likely, right. you know, <laughs> you know, there'll be some way you'll find out. But but it preys these these links. They prey on familiarity. They prey on emotion. There's all these different things. And if we're not always vigilant, uh-huh. man, I, it, yeah, one click, and that's all it takes. So Dana's your call. If you get out of jail, Dana's, if you're in yeah, jail. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to disappoint you, but probably she is, yeah. No, no, I, I would imagine you know. so. I'm just thinking, you know, if uh, you ever start getting cyanide shipments to the house, Ooh. you may want to start making me your emergency contact and saying, you know like, Norman, I trust him, he'll get me out of jail. But uh, if I start saying to you, hey, this this food started to taste funny, I might be calling well, you. Um, and then that's a that's a callback, people, to the last episode where we talked about the, or two episodes where we talked about the Aurora, Colorado dentist who uh, poisoned his wife. So. We, we, we do things we do things big here in Colorado if we're going to do them. There's <laughs> you, no doubt about it. You really do. You, you know, I you know, come to think of it, I may actually make you my, my contact because Dana doesn't pick up her phone usually. Oh, I know. don't either. So maybe yeah. actually not. Oh, that, well, that, okay. Yeah. Well, You're give me Norman's number down. after this. Yes. No, Norman's worse than I am, actually. Oh, no. Like, See, I'm in trouble. Do you think in jail that they let you text? Because that would be better. Right, like, that would be so much better. Like, can I, I agree text with someone instead of calling someone? Can I text someone? And then you no, have you get... text a group chat like, "Yo, I'm in jail. Somebody bail me out." And then like you get all these emojis back, like, "Ah, ah, ah I do it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unsubscribe, you know, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just record a message for your dental assistant nation podcast. Send it out and see who your true listeners are. That's, That's right. <laughs> wow, we get many listens this week. It's crazy like that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's go back to uh, cybersecurity. Yeah. We totally Hold took a here. roundabout. Holy <laughs> cow. Looking into more healthcare breaches and all of that, in reality, healthcare breaches account for 79%. This is according to the Compliancy Group. Uh, healthcare breaches account for 79% of reported breaches across all industries. Man. Okay. And the reason wow. being is that the cost of a healthcare record on the black market of healthcare records it's pretty high. So yeah. anywhere from 100 to to $1,000 per record. And if the record has credit card information attached or payment information attached, it's more valuable. And when you have a whole breach of a whole operation like Aspen, I don't know what was breached, but holy cow. So it can definitely get up there with the, the fines. Uh, let me see here. The average cost of recovering from a healthcare da- data breach is $7.13 million, which wow. is also higher than the global average across all industries. So I don't want to think 
what asphodel is in for, the average HIPAA fine in 2022 was 98,643, and 65% of those fines issued in 2022 were given to small practices. That's a big burden for a small operation to shoulder. It is. Plus, you have to, you know, contact everybody. You have to let your patients know this is happening, the lack yeah. of trust that comes from it, everything else. Right. Yeah, it's it, this is serious stuff. And again, as you said, as we started this, it could have been so avoided, it sounds like, at least. Yeah, we're saying it sounds like. You're right. We, we need to right. cover ourselves because they haven't released much more than that initial now, um, I'm not on TikTok. I think you said you still do TikTok a little bit. Uh, you know, back during the pandemic, it's okay. not exactly active now, let's yeah, just say. I don't, so, yeah, I, I'm not on it. But from what I, when I was doing my, my research on this, there was actually quite a few people on TikTok talking about being locked out. Um, so it's bad uh, press all along. And, and there's a, there's an Aspen Dental group where people just complain about Aspen Dental all the time, former former patients and that has been all up and down that you know that's one of those groups where I don't even dare say I'm in the industry I just watch and read so you know and patients be crazy sometimes but there's lots of stuff in there that you can learn from uh okay so uh, I am hoping that Aspen Dental is able to turn this around and recover with not a lot of damage to the patients because that's really what it's about you know hopefully like you said they're going to have to pay for credit monitoring um, I believe you have to take an ad out in local papers to notify people. So credit monitoring and then, goodness, you know, there's probably some suits that are going to happen if yeah. somebody actually has to deal with uh, stolen identities and all that kind of stuff. And, and the issue becomes, you know, we as the dental industry have to keep trust at such a high level because of bad experiences in the past and all these different things we hear about from dental patients. And then when something like this happens... It just brings that trying to keep trust to even such a greater level. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's something that we as an industry, you know, I, I think that it's a good learning lesson. You know, you and I always talk about that on this podcast. It's a good learning lesson if you're not a part of Aspen Dental. Are you talking to your patients about how you're making sure that their information is secure, the steps sure. that you're taking? You know, I think that it's a it's a good way that you can spin that if you're not a part of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Okay, so that's our little domestic uh, U.S. tour of all the offices in Aspen Dental. And I say sincerely, I hope they're able to weather the storm because that is a headache I cannot even begin to imagine. So, Kayvon, what you got? Well, I got something that is not pleasant in any way, shape, or form. You know, and and I know we've had a little bit of fun at the start of the podcast, but I'm definitely going to bring that down because we need to talk about something that happened in the Seattle area uh, that I think is, you know, we and again, back to teaching moments, back to learning lessons. This is a huge one. You know, Teresa, you and I, as you mentioned, you and I were both in Oklahoma together meeting. We were both in Chicago together meeting. And one thing that we talk about, one thing that we hear our colleagues talk about so often is the importance of the medical history, is the importance of making sure your patients are safe and that you are educated whenever they walk into your practice or whenever they're wheeled into your practice or however they arrive. And, and unfortunately, there, there was a death uh, in the King County, which is where Seattle is. You know, Seattle is the hub of King County there in, in Washington State. And I know we're going to link to this article, but I want to go through this article because it's something that uh, I can tell you I'm going to be using this article as a part of my lectures moving forward uh, because it is something that is just head shaking that we still have these things happen in the dental practice 
And again, it sounds like it's something that could have been avoided. I don't know all the details, and there's no accusation there in any way, shape, or form. But uh, it, you you can see the link uh, in our show notes. But the the headline is King County Dentist Suspended on Charges of Unsafe Practices After Patient Dies. And I'm just going to read this uh, little part to you. Uh, a King County oral surgeon had his dentist license and general anesthesia permit suspended after charges were filed against him when a patient died in his care. Now, if you go on to read the article, you'll see that the patient had Down syndrome. The patient had a tracheostomy uh, that uh, already in place. So when the general anesthesia was put in, uh, there were some issues with that. Uh, and, and then I'm just going to read this that came from the Washington State Department of Health. Christy, the name of the doctor, allegedly over-medicated the patient, and when the patient's breathing became labored, Christy unsuccessfully performed airway maneuvers and bag valve mask ventilation over the patient's nose and mouth, failing to consider the patient's tracheostomy. So the patient already had that coming into the practice. Apparently the doctor... Uh, the team did not take that into account. And so some of the, the efforts to revive the patient uh, were futile because of that, allegedly. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, and I, I think that the biggest thing that haunts me about this article is further down where it says, allegedly, and this is, this is straight reading from the article, allegedly Christie's documentation of the patient did not include the, pa- the medical history and the patient's vital signs during surgery were not recorded. That's amazing. It is. It, you know, and, and it's something that I know we in the dental industry sometimes take oral surgery as just another day in the practice. We take these procedures as, you know, oh, it's just a Tuesday. It's just another day. But I, you and I have both heard enough stories to know that a normal Tuesday can turn into anything but that. And then how you react to that is literally the difference between life and death often between the patient. I, I was really surprised at the fact that the tracheostomy or tracheotomy is this. Uh-huh. We were looking it up and it's they seem to be used interchangeably. I was surprised that that was even in play in a dental office. And so yeah. just to be, and if anybody out there is wondering the same thing, what, what Kevin and I discovered by, by reading more is that uh, there are times when a patient's ability to swallow and their muscle tone um, are affected. And so pr- that's probably why, uh, without any more information, that's, I'm, we're guessing that's probably why the patient had a tracheostomy in there because um, they needed to have airway and all that and that they can't swallow and everything with the, the actual big anesthesia. So that made sense because I was like, holy cow, I thought you only did that when somebody was in distress and they can't breathe and you... You know, you see it on the news, and you mentioned MacGyver. For those of you who yeah. are older like us, you know who MacGyver is. You know, you can pretty much use a paperclip and break out of jail and do all that kind of stuff. And we just kind of see that. So if you're an oral surgeon and if you're doing anything that's, I mean, even if you're not an oral surgeon, Kevin, if you're doing anything that's not the norm, a tracheotomy, right. some kind of more involved oral surgery, gosh, I hope you're even more like diligent about getting that information. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if they did get the information and it just never got retort recorded or did they just not even take blood pressure because that's that's worse if they didn't even yeah. take the blood pressure and all of that. So, and, and I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. This is okay. something that recently just happened. So I know that there's more that will come out about this. 
But but it's something that, you know, we talked about a cyber attack and dental practices having to recover from that. My gosh, this is at a whole nother level, obviously. For sure. For sure. You know, and it's something that I can't imagine the team that was there. I can't imagine the doctor. You know, he, mistakes were made, absolutely. But right. the the human toll taken here as well. And and we talk about things that could have been preventable. Uh, certainly, it seems like had, you know, and again, allegedly there were no vitals taken, you know, during this procedure. Mm-hmm. I, I think little things like that that we have to make sure that in the practice that we're doing every day and that we are monitoring and that we're confident in our knowledge of what we should be looking for and what are, are warning signs. You know, things things like that matter. And, and I know that there are days that we... Uh, you know, the dental industry, dental practices take off for CPR training and, and you know, health-related training. And I know some pe- some employees have told me that they look at that as a, a kind of free day. Yeah. You know, and, and there's yeah. just kind of a check mark and you move on. Well, this is a, yet another reminder that those days are maybe the most important ones that you have throughout the year. Absolutely. Yeah, because you never know when you're going to be in that situation and you're going to wish that you had paid attention. Um, in those types of classes. And, and you know, for, for my admin brothers and sisters, we sort of feel like, okay, medical emergencies, we don't really deal with that too much. But I mean, there have been times when patients have had medical emergencies in the bathroom and you yeah. have to figure out how to get into the bathroom, you know? So yeah. that's another thing too. Yep. I don't know if many offices think about this, but bathroom doors lock from the inside, right? But if somebody has a medical emergency, you should have a door or a key to that bathroom that is a master key. Um, so that you can get in there or else you're busting out a door and then that's expensive. Right. So yeah, it's well, little things like that. You got to think about it is. And you know, there's a case that you and I, I, th- I think you refer to it as well. I know I do in my lectures about a, a, a dental emergency that happened in the state of Hawaii and everybody kind of panicked whenever it mm-hmm. happened. And, and under oath, there was talk that the dentist told the assistant not to call for help. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's a horrific story. The little girl mm-hmm. died in the chair. I mean, there's a lot of things that went on horribly with that. But one of the things that came out is that not everybody in the practice knew what their role was when an emergency happened. And that's when everybody started to panic. And so you're yeah. right. Admin team, you know, you're, you know, you may be out front looking for the, the EMTs to come, you know, guiding them into the right place. You may I, be the one to make the 911 call, you know, all all these different things that may seem like, of course, that's reaction. In that moment, you need to have the confidence that everybody knows this is your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely a learning experience. And that poor family that's having to deal with this, I mean, there's definitely going to be certain suits that come through there. And they're going to, of course, go for the big target, which is the doctor. But were, were there team members that were also negligent? That remains yeah. to be seen. So that's yeah, kind of there'll, uh, there'll sad. be a lot that will come out, and I know you and I will both be keeping an eye on this. And again, I'm I'm going to use this as a teaching moment because mm-hmm. I think that no matter where we lecture, we need to be reminding teams that this happens, and and it's not like this will never happen here because that's when you're not prepared is whenever you have that kind of thought process. Well, I do have one sort of update for you. Okay, you know, definitely we're going to keep track of this, but just when you said updates, I wanted to provide another update. So yeah. our uh, cyanide, allegedly cyanide using dentist in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Uh, if you go back a couple, basically he had been slowly allegedly poisoning his wife, right. had had allegedly cyanide sent to the office. One of the people there at the office opened it up and was like, wait, I wasn't supposed to open this, but whoops, look at the cyanide. And that's how they were kind of on, on to him. What I was told is that the office was, of course, shut down. 
Um, now, here's something to think about. Nobody was allowed back into the office, and to my knowledge, it's still that way because it's an active crime scene. Oh. So everybody who works in that office, I don't know if you were allowed to go back in and get stuff, or but you're done. You're done. You're, you had yeah. no job. The office is shut. So now you're going to look for another job, and who knows what's left behind in the office that you can't get to because everything is a crime scene. So the owner of the practice, the dentist who is up for charges, you know, it's you can't even sell things to make bail or to help with your defense right. because everything now is tied up in a crime scene. Uh, so a very interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Like, wow, like if, if you're a dentist, you can at least sell your practice and get some money for stuff. But what if what if the practice is where all the stuff kind of went down? So, well, well, now I'm curious because and and. I, I don't know this, but I'm asking if, if a practice was under that scenario and did not, and still had paper charts and everything else, could the patients actually transfer somewhere else because the paper charts couldn't be taken out of the practice and yeah, sent I don't, somewhere else? I don't think so. And it's not open for business. So doc patients, what I was told is that patients are calling, nobody's answering. So there's not even... Like there's no way to transfer the records. You're not even getting your records. Yeah. And people wow. are in the middle. And I did read, there was some news articles or some people were in like, like in the middle of reconstruction, like 40, of 30, $40,000 cases, of course. And all Jeez. that money is gone. Because if you think about it, if you're up for murder, <laughs> you're not really worried about HIPAA violations. You're kind of like, yeah. whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, if they can't get wow. their records, oh, well. So, I mean, dude is probably not concerned with that at all, but he had, I believe, a new associate that now, <laughs> whatever the associate brought, like imagine you just buy a brand new pair of loops and you're like, damn, they're in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well I wonder, will the Col does the Colorado State Board of Dentistry then to step in? You know, because I mean, obviously, yeah, it supersedes everything. Right. You know, that's, yeah. That's like wild. basically you can't even just get in to access anything. So... Yeah, and I wow. and then that of course got me thinking like what happens if I have access from home? Am I able to go and log in and like keep yeah. working insurance claims and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. But is that tampering with evidence? You know, wow, by are doing some good that. Questions. Right? Like I'm totally like like, ooh, what's going on here? I, I know they're great questions, Kevin, but I had zero answers. That's the unfortunate part. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. Well, so. now I may have to make a little drive down to Denver and see what I can dig up here. Because I'm very curious about this. Well, thing. we're going to be there in uh, July. We um, are. You know, for I the Dykema. Yes, exciting. Yes. yes, for both of us. Exciting for both of, of us. Course. And uh, I believe the office is close to the Gaylord where we'll be. And it is not far away. I may have to uh, call in a couple favors and see if I can get some face-to-face -face interview time. You know, I think I think a podcast on the road might be very interesting. <laughs> you know, just we are saying. podcasting from the scene of the crime. Right. We're in the parking can, lot. We can look in and <laughs> see. This right. is the route that the mail delivery happened. <laughs> the box of cyanide allegedly went this route. <laughs> what a boring podcast, Kevin. <laughs> you know, yeah, picture this. That's what we'll say. Like to start every sentence, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> people will be like, can we go back to Turkey and talk about yeah. turkey teeth? Like, <laughs> yeah, I want, to, uh, yeah, I, I want to go global here. Right, we did, we did go global with Nigeria earlier, so you we know, did. hey, Listen, thank goodness we, for that. We strive to make you the most well-rounded audience that we could possibly. Make Absolutely, you. there so. is no doubt. So, so for those of you in Lagos, thank you for listening. Absolutely, <laughs> checks in the mail. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
All right, dear listeners, as always, Kayvon and I always appreciate you spend your time with us later. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.